Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. We're at episode four, formerly the Spice of Life Podcast. So technically, this is like episode 173. But today, the podcast is brought to you by Buds and Leaves. So go over on to www.budsandleaves.com or hit them up on Instagram at Buds and Leaves. Get yourself a Buddha stick. Get yourself some CBD spray by Smile or get yourself some CBD capsules. I'm a big advocate for CBD. I think every performance uh, athlete should be uh, should be ingesting CBD. It's great for reco- uh, recovery, inflammation, and all that stuff. We're also brought to you by Monster Headphones. They're the best headphones in the business. Today, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna showcase the the Monster iSport earbuds because these things are waterproof, so you can wear them to the gym sweat in them and the speakers aren't going to blow on them which is fantastic so go over to monsterstore.com and get yourself a pair of monster headphones they're the best and last but not least we are brought to you today by box runner shoes they're the best boxing shoes in the business in my opinion i go for my box runner shoes every time i hit the gym to do rounds or hip pads or anything like that i've got hyper ko's i've got adidas i've got rivals but I always grab my box runner shoes. So go over to www.boxrunnershoes.com and get yourself a pair of box runner shoes. They're only 99 bucks. It's crazy. Today, guys, I got a very special guest. He's a legend in Canadian boxing. In 1986, he went all the way over to Scotland and won Canada a gold medal in the Commonwealth Games. He also represented us in the 1987 pan am games and the 1988 olympic games in seoul he's the former ibo usba slash ibf flyweight champion of the world he retired in 2002 with a professional record of 34 wins four losses two draws and 25 wins by way of knockout it's scotty the bulldog olsen Hey, thank you so much, Tanner. That was quite the introduction. That's uh, Thank you very much. Pretty cool stuff. I also forgot to mention that you were inducted into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame in 2009, which is, that's a big deal. That was a really big honor, actually, Tanner. You know, it was, it was really nice. And, uh, you know, there had been a period of time that I had... Um, um, not really being around the line, limelight from 02 all the way up to 09. And it was pretty cool because they tossed uh, the bulldog a little bit of a bone and let me smell the roses a little and uh, and then inducted me into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. And I also got into the uh, Edmonton Sports Hall of Fame. Okay. So that was, uh, that was a nice thing. That was a salute to excellence award. So that happened in 2011. So... Uh, it was nice to have a couple of these back to sort of uh, just to get a bone tossed to you a little bit and, and to show that some there were some people that appreciated watching me fight. So it was nice to get the awards. Uh, you're notorious in the flyweight division. You're a tough friggin' fight. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I look back and. You know, once in a while over the last couple of years, actually since uh, the Spice of Life was going on and then leading up uh, into watching uh, Ryan Ford with all of his videos and stuff. So I looked at some of my old fights and, uh, you know, I was pretty ruthless in there and, and really, uh, really competitive in every fight that I had. Well, you when you won the IBO title, you ended up defending that five times. Yes, that's an amazing yeah. feat to 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 be able to defend a world title against world class athletes five times. Yeah, that that was um, you know I, I I didn't get any any of those big big title shots like uh, WBC and WBA. I was in the I was in the mix to uh, to do so. I was I was pretty much on the verge and precipice of uh, uh, getting those shots and I couldn't get them. The IBO said I could fight for their title uh, and I was a very proud champion for them and, and defended it as, as many times as I could, even around a lot of injuries. Yeah. So we actually have another Canadian this weekend that's going to be competing for an IBO intercontinental title and that's Adam the Boogeyman Braidwood. 
I know. I, I'm so stoked and excited for him. You know, he's come a, a really long way. Uh, um, and I'm, I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I'm, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans. And if not, the, the, yeah, I'm for sure one of the biggest ones. You know, I, I, I think he's, he's a sensationally great guy. And it's nice to see great people and nice people achieve uh, what he's been, what he's been achieving, and this will be another good, good fight for him. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's a, it's a great fight. He also gets to compete for a WBC francophone title. Now, realistically, that's going to get him ranked in the WBC when he wins it and in the IBO. So it's a uh, that's great. Oh, that's huge. That, that's huge. That's getting yourself in that top whether it be top 10 top 15 top 20 where where the the bigger sanctioning bodies like the bbc um you know they then you you're kind of in line there you're you, you know get into that top top 15 and uh if they can't find if the champion for example can't find a fight um for the in the top 10 because fighters get busy sometimes they're already pre-booked and the fights just sometimes don't materialize and then you have somebody who's ready to go like 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 adam braidwood and he's uh you know to to let it, to see him in a in a uh, as he goes on with his career and some of these big fights that i'm ex i'm so happy for him <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. You're, you're a very genuine guy. Like, you get happy for these kind of things. Where there's some people out there that hate on it, right? They're mad that they didn't get the shot. But, like, you're you're a great individual. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it, I don't know. Well, I appreciate the compliment. It's sort of what, you know, either, well, uh, you either are or you're not. Uh, just, uh, I just pretty much try to be myself most of the time. And, uh, you know, there there are times that I get a little a little too politically correct, but you can kind of see through that, and you can see that I'm I'm uh, emotionally attached to watching Adam succeed. So, are you going to be watching the fight on Saturday night? It looks like I'm I'm trying to see. Uh, I believe um, I might not have the channel set up for myself, so I might have to figure out how it's being maybe live streamed, and I will be looking into that for sure. So if you go, if you have cable and you got a cable box and you go to the pay-per-view section, it's on there. Okay. I just ordered it. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, I don't, I, I don't know if I have a cable box. I'm so out of the loop. It was hard enough for me to figure out how to, how to Skype today. Uh, so, <laughs> so yes, it's uh shit. It's, it's, it's kind of tough on me sometimes. So I'm not, I don't know if I have a box. So I have something I have. Uh, but Netflix, I know I have that. <laughs> <laughs> Either which way, Scotty, we're gonna figure out how you can watch the fight this weekend. It's gonna awesome. be uh, it's gonna be live on the internet too. Um, they're not playing around with this pay per view though. They're charging fifty nine ninety nine for it. Yeah, that's uh, uh, you know, I tested the waters a little with the pay per view stuff. Uh, I was, I think, the first fighter in Canada where uh, Glenn Carrier, who was uh, my promoter involved with KO Boxing at that time, uh, we started to do um, uh, some of the pay-per-view stuff and we, we, it, was, um, it was a building process and it wasn't like I was getting a zillion dollars for a pay-per-view uh, at that point, uh, although there were probably some some ways we, with a bigger audience, a bigger tenants, getting it out there more. So I think uh, uh, I feel a little bit like a trailblazer or a trendsetter or something. So it's nice to see that uh, uh, you, you, that it's not a, a $150 fight or a $100 fight. You know, 60 bucks, uh, get some, a group of friends down together and, and watch the fight. And I, I, that that's a no-brainer. I think that that's a great fun, great yeah. fun night. So when you uh, when you stopped competing in the amateurs, you broke on the scene and you went right to top rank. Am I correct in saying that? Well, I I, I would have turned pro here in Edmonton. I had uh, the biggest offer I had. Uh, well, we tried to form this corporate syndicate and a few companies that would help support me, so that I could kind of fight here and uh, sort of like sponsorship is now for a lot of fighters. Um, and then they all turned, that is a big group of, uh, of a lot of businessmen and they turned me down and I still wanted to be a pro fighter. 
uh, where I could have stayed amateur and gone to more Olympic games, have my education paid for. So I give all, give all that up. And Ken Acosta had approached me, and and that was a really nice offer. And I had one more shot just to come in comparison. So I I decided to drive down to Vegas just to see if I could do it. And uh, Top Rank signed my signed me up. So I was I was really. Uh, you know what? What a blessing that was, and but I think Kenny would have done a good job uh, with me here as well. Well, Ken Lacusta, he's another legend in in boxing in Canada too. He's had some amazing fights and some big fights over the years. He's had some big fights, Andrew. You know, he's he's fought pretty much all of them. I think he's up to about 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, world champions or former world champions that he's fought. That's a tremendous resume. And yeah, you know, he, he didn't have uh, a lot of the, the, the training and, um, uh, the coaching, the, the experience coaching in the corner, you know, um, so he didn't benefit from that, but he really gave us all. Like I saw a couple of his fights over, over the last year, you know, fighting, uh, everybody from Tommy Morrison, the foreman to, you know, he, and he, for for for, I thought he did uh, he did himself really proud, and he, he fought um, well for the city and his province. Well, the last big heavyweight fight in in recent history, other than Adam Braidwood versus Simon Keane, I believe Ken Lacusta was involved in it, and it took place in Edmonton. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, that would have been probably. Like the Canadian title with Willie DeWitt, I yep. guess that would have probably been. Uh, Willie DeWitt was a sensational fighter, really, really tough. Like this guy, you know, hurts you with everything. If he hits you on the arms, you, your arms were sore. He was a great fighter. And Kenny, I, I think, went the distance with them in the first fight. Uh, that I, I was there. That was a, a thriller of a fight. I don't think that one's on YouTube or anything, but it was a hell of a fight, and, and he did really well. And then they had a rematch, and it didn't work out quite as well for Kenny in that one. But Willie DeWitt was a one one sensational fighter, uh, one that punched really hard. I don't know if he if he took it quite as well, maybe as as a lot of some fighters. Like if he had a George Foreman, or I'm sorry, uh, George Chevallo uh, chin, Willie DeWitt would still be champion. <laughs> <laughs> 100 yeah. percent um yesterday i was talking to a young gentleman who was on he did, unfortunately didn't get carded this year for uh team canada but it's uh brian caldwell and uh he he's a two-time national champ canadian champion in boxing and he's got uh, aspirations to go to the, to the olympics now as a guy that's been to the olympics you've been to the commonwealth games you've been to the pan am games do you have any any kind of advice that you could offer i actually want to put you in contact with brian because i think you'd be he'd be good to talk to that would be that would be wonderful i'd be very flattered and honored for that um uh, you know leading it, it was really strange for me uh like i had set such lofty goals for myself you know i'd had two amateur fights and i was already forecasting myself in my own mind not really verbally out there uh, that I, I would be world champion one day. So I forecasted it, but you know, when I set my sights on the Commonwealth Games and I, I reached and I achieved that. And then I figured, well, we might as well just win the Olympics. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> and then I didn't win the whole thing. I won a couple fights, beat a couple good fighters in that one. Uh, and then, and then finally lost in the quarterfinal. But, uh, you know, when, when I'm thinking about it, it uh, you know, being a being, I don't think you can go into any of these big tournaments as a as a realist because realistically, if I had thought I, I that I really had a chance to win an Olympic gold medal, is it realistic? No, it's a pretty lofty goal. But uh, but I was in the top five in the world at the time. It was just three rounds and amateur boxing rules. It was a little tough for me to to with my style to win any kind of a, a medal at the Olympics. So pro was a, about the only way to go if I wanted to, um, to continue boxing. Well, listen, Scotty, if you're not going into these things and already thinking that you're the champion, then you probably should go find another sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Like you, you just go for it. You give it all. And, uh, uh, uh and, and you, you do your very best and, 
uh, it's a little different the way they they score the points these days in in amateur boxing. It's a little frustrating to watch. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of, uh, other than it being a, a platform to continue on your career or set yourself up uh, for future endeavors in your in your own city or own province uh, on a business in business ventures later on down the road, uh, but. You know, amateur boxing is—it's it, hard because you—it's like any sport where there's judges, like yeah. gymnastics and figure skating, and and it's really subjective, and and uh, the, there's favoritism and there's uh, corruption, and uh, it's really hard to win those fights. Uh, but I would never dissuade anybody from putting their heart and their soul into achieving the dream that they want to achieve, and uh, and that's where success stories happen when they overachieve and I ended up being an overachiever. Perfect. <laughs> Worked out great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I put the work in. Like, I, like honest to goodness, I, I, did not, I did not have the athletic ability to put in the work like, like Ryan Ford puts in the work. Like, Ryan does some stuff. Like he, he's so out of the box, it's it's sensational to watch him. And so, I didn't do that. I I I if I was able to just do the boxing stuff, like hit the bag, hit the speed bag, hit a double end bag a little bit, uh, shadow box. You know, those those are things I could run. I I'd run eight miles a day. And uh, but I, so I don't do I I don't really think you need to be doing a lot of the the different things. That, a lot of the different exercises, uh, I don't think they're necessary, but I think they do help and, and give you a little extra gas when the uh, when you have to di- sort of reach down into the tank and pull out another round. Well, I keep it real basic. Like, I'm not jumping over hurdles or doing anything crazy like that. I do five miles in the morning, and then I go to the gym, and I get on the elliptical machine. I like that thing. And uh, I walk on an incline for a half an hour. I like that. But, uh, yeah, it's five miles. I do this every day, five miles every day, then the elliptical machine for half an hour, and then the the uh, the treadmill on an incline for a half an hour. And then at night I go to the boxing gym and, uh, and I get in my rounds. Uh, <laughs> That's a that would be a full day for me. That's that's sensational. Like to, to uh, and to commit yourself. I mean, commitment is a a big thing. And then to set your time aside and to get up early enough so you can fit this stuff in, and then to finish a, a work day and then to go down to the, the the boxing gym and do some rounds. That that's um, I I hold that with a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word is for it. I kind of lose my words once in a while, but I hold it in in a in a highway. So it's tough, man, yeah. especially when you got a family, you got a wife and a kid. I'm up at five to do this stuff, and then I come home and I get my kid ready for school. Gosh, so you do you do more before five in the morning than than I do by four p.m. <laughs> but I'm sure when you were active, like before yes. two thousand and two. I'm sure you were doing the same thing, if not more. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'd go out and I'd do my, I'd do some five mile runs because they, they didn't take as long. You know, the five mile ones, I could do that in <clears throat> in a very short time. Uh, and then I, I upped it to eight because I, in about 1983, 84, I heard Marvin Hegler was running eight miles. So then I bumped it up to eight. Uh, so, so then whatever Marvin Agler was doing, or if I saw some Ray Boom Boom Mancini videos of what he was doing, yes. that's how I kind of learned, uh, anything, uh, you know, or how they hit the bag or, uh, you know, so that, that's what I did to try to, to, uh, get a little bit better. Yeah. But that, it's a, it's a huge commitment. Cardio isn't one of the most, uh. It can be a little, little bit Dullsville, you know, running in the morning, and the running isn't so bad because you're at least moving. The elliptical is a little hard, uh, and it, for you to be on it on a daily basis and to set your sights on, on achieving a certain mark or a certain length of time or a certain number of steps, however it goes, uh, that that that's sensational. Really good, good work, good work, Tanner. Well, that's thank good. you. I appreciate that coming from you. That's a, that's a, that's a great compliment. So you had. 
Boom Boom Mancini and, and Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I've got Ryan Ford and Adam Braidwood. Those are my guys that I watch on a constant <laughs> basis. I can't blame you, man. Dude, like, uh, Adam, Adam's like, he's just a... Uh... Can I say brick shit house? Yeah, <laughs> you can. Okay, that's like he's, you know, the the nicest thing is, you know, you get this huge guy in Adam Braidwood. He's huge. I was scared to death of him the first couple of times I actually saw him walking around the, the boxing event. I was scared to death of him. And uh, uh, but then finally, when I talked to him, and it was only for a few words, but he just one of the kindest per- people at a big heart and. And how can you not cheer for for somebody like that? And with Ryan, it's uh, he he just sets he sets the bar when it comes to physicality. Like he's he's amazing, truly amazing, gifted athlete, great great person, and a, a family guy who who uh, really puts his family first and uh, trying so hard to to reach that pinnacle. You know, I can't wish for more for him. See, both the, both these guys I've swapped punches with and sweat with. So I've known yeah. Ryan for a decade now, and he used to come out to Victoria to get ready for his camps. And he had the same work ethic 10 years ago as he does today. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> yeah. I don't know where, where like, he's, a, he's a, in, like, uh, well, what would be? What's the word? Well, how do you? You can't even find words to put where what, what Ryan does. Like Adam is just so so sculptured. I, I love I love that. And and if I if I looked like him, I would never have my shirt on ever in the winter. I'd have it off. So and and same with Ryan. Like Ryan's just uh, he puts in 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 he. You see, Ryan does things more so than a lot of other fighters that I see. He does some exercises that exercises that apply. You know, he works on things to that that he thinks he can apply to the sport. He's not just doing random exercises thinking it's going to he's he's adding some core strength. He's adding this strength and a little bit of agility, a little more speed, a little extra explosive power. Like wow, like uh, like he's he's the uh, he's the full package. Yeah, he does a lot of things when he goes to Quebec, and I call them torture devices or death machines. So he gets on like the Jacob ladder. Uh, that thing's terrible. It's ter- <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst thing of all time. And then there's this other treadmill that doesn't have a motor, and it's got these bars that come down, and you you put your shoulders in them, and yeah. you've got to propel the treadmill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, I would, I would, I would have to pass on that. You know, I, I was, I was so injury prone, and I think a lot of that came to, from from my lack of flexibility. Uh, so I'd I really encourage a lot of fighters coming up to improve their flexibility, uh, give them a little extra, because you never know what's going to happen, and you might w- need some more longevity. Uh, so to to be flexible really will take a lot of those injuries and the wear and tear away from a lot of your joints and, and to help your musculature. And uh, I wish I had done that for sure. You know, Scotty, I'm injury prone too, and I've blown my knee twice in the last year. So oh. Two knee surgeries in one year. Like, I've been trying to make a pro boxing debut for a year now, and I just keep keep hurting myself. Uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, um, you know, it, you know that's where you have to have that that mental toughness and that mental strength and and you've had two surgeries and look what you're doing now you're still running like five miles and you're doing a lot of the work and you're still in the gym uh so you have that mental toughness standard and so you're 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 it's just uh it's just timing sometimes timing you know uh Maybe maybe a lot of the listeners do or don't believe in God, and and that as you know, it's not my my form to say anything like uh, too religiously inclined. But God will will if it doesn't, it might not happen on your time, but when it happens, it'll be on time. Listen, I can get down with that. Oh, oh, that's that. That's nice. Thank you. It's, so it might not happen on your time. So you stick uh, Tanner with that, with that, 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 
that little bit of that toughness, a little bit of that tough mentality, and, and, and things come to fruition. It just sometimes it's not exactly when you want it to happen. And I, I, I would, uh, I, 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 man, I, I would be driving to Saskatchewan or, or here to see you fight, <laughs> without a doubt. Well, li listen, I'll tell you right now, I'm good to go. I got cleared. We're looking for a fight now. We've got something in the works. I can't say anything about it yet, but uh, you'll be the first person I tell because it'll be around your area, a couple hour drive probably. Oh, that that would be that would be sensational. I I wish you luck. Keep putting in that work and and uh, yeah, just uh, uh, you know, for for other other fighters coming up too, just a lot of fighters myself included for a long period of time you know i, I really worked on my strengths yeah you know my strengths i worked on my strengths and i you know i didn't really work on a lot of the things that i wasn't doing properly there were there were a handful of things that i think i could have spent more time on instead of running eight miles i could have ran five and spend the energy of that extra three miles and be working in the gym on some technical stuff so i think technically i think that's pretty important you know like for for myself it was um and i would say for guy fighters like ryan ford too um getting yourself to the target um without without um you know, being off balance. That was one yeah. of my, my faults and just getting from point B to point from A to point B, uh, without getting hit too much, uh, little technical stuff, um, you know, utilizing a jab, you know, I wasn't much of a jabber, <laughs> but I, like I, I could do a lot of this stuff. I, I could actually like box around and slip and move and, and I never did it cause it bored me to tears. So I just didn't do it. I wish I had done it in some fights just to show a better uh, repertoire of what I, what uh, of the fighter that I, I thought I was. See, I'm a footwork guy. I like to pra I, do, I don't actually like to practice it a lot because it's boring. And up at the gym, people are looking at me and they're like, "Well, what the heck is like? Why is he doing this? It's just yeah. it, it's just dumb footwork for. I'll do it for eight rounds." That's but awesome. I think footwork's very, very key in boxing, and I think a lot of people overlook it in other sports, especially kickboxing and MMA, because we get yes. these these kickboxers and MMA guys that come up and they they have no idea what they're doing with their feet. That is that's well said, and you know your 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 footwork is the foundation of getting yourself to and from uh, being aggressive and and to retreating as well. So you know you have to have that. Uh, um, that uh, that's stellar just working on that and spending some rounds doing that and making sure your feet are under you and taking you to and away from uh, what you have to go to and what you have to avoid that's uh, that's solid solid stuff yeah no I, I would uh, definitely recommend that because that's the foundation of all your your footwork and and your feet placement you know you don't have to be uh, uh, exact with everything but you have to have it uh, decently solid enough to make sure that that you're transferring your weight properly using your power in the right way so you you know be a big strong guy like you and and throwing a shot and just using your arms which you could do and knock people out mm -hmm. but uh, when you can have your feet planted properly and not too far away from your opponent getting yourself to the target Throwing with a little bit of extra body rotation, that's uh, <laughs> I, I get excited talking. <laughs> well, I, I like to, like when I'm moving, if I'm moving left, right, back or forward or, or on, an, on an angle somewhere, I like to end up in a position where I can fight, where I can strike and I can strike you hard. Now, I see a lot of guys, they end up with their feet too close or they cross their feet and they're off balance. That's what I like to avoid. That's uh, you're that you are on the right track, my friend. Uh, absolutely, that's uh, you know just having having the ability to to back up and to be backing up uh, and going forward with the proper foot. Sometimes the fighters get their their feet kind of mixed up, and when going forward, they're stepping to with their other stepping to with the wrong foot and backing up starting with the wrong foot so you know you, uh, um, i know it's it's pretty simplistic stuff but mm. when you can have this, that basic down you know it really it, it really helps uh put yourself into position and out of position to not get hit 
Now, I can't take credit for this either because it was uh, Cam O'Connell's coach, Roman Shipkovsky, that yeah. actually, because he was my coach. And, like, the first half a dozen times I went into the gym and actually had him as a one-on-one coach, we didn't throw punches. It was wow. it was footwork all the time. That's really great. Yeah, he's... Uh... Uh, I don't know exactly the capacity he's been working with or worked with you and worked with Cam. I, I'm not sure his exact niche. I, I don't know what he what is, but he, he's really nice and um, and I, I quite like him. He's he's and you know that's uh, j- foregoing just the punching part mm-hmm. is is huge because the punching sort of works together once you get your footwork down. The punching yeah. kind of comes. And it comes way easier once you uh, once you know your foot foot and feet <laughs> foot and feet placements. Yes. Well, the yeah. thing is, Scotty, when I when I transferred over from MMA training to boxing training, the one thing I noticed was a huge power difference in between the MMA strikers and the boxing striker strikers. The boxing guys hit way harder. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little extra, uh, just that turn, it's that, uh, this part, and, and it comes from your hip, which comes from your foot. Exactly. <laughs> if your feet are, uh, I don't know, if you if you have your foot in the bucket, yeah. for example, and you're not on sort of on a ball of your foot, so you can rotate, uh, if you have your foot in the bucket and it's flat and lying be- behind you, you're not going to be able to transfer too much weight, but... But heavyweights are still a little bit different too. You know, you get into that, that the little bigger guys, um, uh, what would you say? The bigger guys, anyway. They, they. Um, I don't think the. A lot of times, some sometimes the footwork is a, little, uh, the, the their feet placement isn't that well. Look at Deon, Deontay Wilder. Yeah. And his feet are all over the damn place, and he's the the most awkward fighter I've ever seen. He's actually painful to watch, in a lot a lot of times. Is like, what is this guy doing? And he's a champion of the world, but um, heavyweights can some, you know, with, with with how with how they crack and how they punch and and just their their usually typically their strength. They they can make up for a lot of deficits in. Mm. And Deontay is a the, probably the best example I could I could say his name to uh, that that doesn't do things very good at a lot of the time in his fights, but gets away with it. So, uh, but I would still I would still recommend continuing on and uh, doing exactly what uh, Roman had, had said to you and worked on your footwork and 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 then uh, leaving. Roman or not being with him on a daily basis and to still be working on it, that's a credit to you. Well, thank you. You're, you're just full of compliments today, Scotty. That's oh, true. true talk. <laughs> it's true talk. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> you brought up uh, Deontay Wilder. Now, yes. he is painful to watch a little bit, but when he connects, it's over. Yeah, yeah. So every, sometimes those big guys, like, uh, uh, I, I, I would love to see. <clears throat> so you, even you get heavyweights like Vladimir Klitschko and uh, Vitali Klitschko. Some of the big guys, you know, they, you know, some of their boxing through all of their experience that they have, amateur, and then of course in the pros, they, they, they put a lot of thing, good things together, but uh, they, they could have been absolute monsters had they been. Had they well, maybe maybe they just didn't have quite as much heart. I don't know, uh, they they or or proper chins. Maybe they couldn't take it very good. Uh, I don't know. That I expected a little even more from those guys, even though they're they're probably both in the international boxing hall of fame. But but I don't know. I thought they were they they underachieved a little bit. I thought they could have been way better than they were. But Wilder, I don't know. He just he what was that? I, I won't remember the guy's name, but his Bernard Staverni or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, Cole cocked that guy. He, <laughs> he was kind of a sitting duck and 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 stretched him. I kind of like that. And and then going against uh, Ortiz, uh, Ortiz almost had him out. And and all Ortiz had to do is do a little bit more, just a little bit more, and he would have won the fight. 
and uh, you know that that was I thought his chance, and I don't think he'll get another chance like that again. I think that fight was a coming out party for Luis Ortiz, though, too, because realistically, who who knew about Luis? Um, about Luis? Who who knew about Luis Ortiz? I'd like to see him fight uh, Joseph oh, Parker. Yeah, Luis. Sorry, I was thinking Lennox Lewis. I know <laughs> they, we weren't talking about him yet. No. Yeah, so for Ortiz, you know, I I I, I don't. I hadn't seen him fight before, but I knew he had a great record. Yeah. I, I knew he was undefeated, I think, at the time. So about 25, 35 and 0, something like that. So, you know, uh, I, I think he had a, a bit of a looseness that a lot of the Spanish or of the Spanish country fighters have. It's just a little bit more elusive, a little not not quite so tight and rigid. And, and you know, he had some fluidity. Uh, to to how he fought, so I it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if he can get in kind of shape to not be worried about expending himself. Let's say he gets into the fourth, fifth, sixth round, and he's starting to get a little bit tired. And but he he it looks like he just held back a little bit because he was worried about uh, that he was going to get even more tired in the fight by by continuing on and being more aggressive what fighters don't understand is that even though you get tired of fight in fights all fights you're going to get tired pretty much yeah unless it's an early early stoppage all fights you're going to get tired but fighters find uh they their 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 confidence and experience won't allow them to get into that oxygen debt like you're supposed to go in and out of oxygen debts because you, even although you get a little bit tired pouring it on, you'll still end up recovering and continuing on. It's not like you get tired and it goes downhill all the way if you're a, yeah. a well-conditioned athlete. You know, so a lot of fighters have to work with work in confidence that yes, they're going to get tired, but to to go ahead and uh, uh, be able to extend the, that aggression for a little while more. Uh, and to learn how to recover, um, uh, Luis Ortiz, uh, yeah, I think he's a pretty damn good fighter. Yeah, 100%. He's fantastic. Now, there's a funny thing that happens in a fight and where, where your cardio gets tested. There's good cardio, and then there's good cardio when you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So the in your career, you have 34 wins, and a lot of those wins came in fights where you controlled the pace. And when you can control the pace, your cardio is a heck of a lot better than it is when when you're not. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes you have fights that that go more your way and you sort of self-impose your will on how the fight is going to go. Um, So I I maintain my aggression in a lot of fights. And I I was just too strong for for, uh, pretty much anybody that I'd fought. I I wasn't backed up continually by any fighter. Yeah. so things usually went my way to some degree, but when in fights that I found guys that were almost as strong or nearly as strong as me, uh, and it just it was a bit of a a, a clash where uh, they weren't really backing up, but I wasn't backing up. Mm-hmm. So when it was head on, and uh, you know, I found uh, some of those fights really grueling and and, and extremely tiring and to try to learn how to mix your power you know I, I had to learn that too to uh not just throw one one bomb every once in a while one bomb once you know hoping to to get a little bit lucky and to slow the guy down or get him hurt you know i had to start to i had to pull myself back and go tap 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 boom tap 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 boom and mix that power up a little bit so that the opponent would have a little bit of a comfort zone when I was tapping uh, to let him throw some shots back, which would leave him vulnerable for me to land a big shot. So, but throwing big shots from from all over the place in single shots or maybe in in shots or combinations of two shots. uh, You know, I, I had to learn to you know, just retract a little bit and go tat, 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 boom, boom. And that's what I had to kind of learn. And it, it, it doing that keeps your activity level up, keeps you less oh, 
um, less of getting getting counter punch because you're at least you're active and you're busy for a little bit in between your hard shots. Yeah. Uh, so it makes you look like you're a little bit busier and you're not missing by by a foot and a half on big shots. So <laughs> yeah. That is up the other ones. Well, you guys at flyweight are so freaking fast. There's punches well, they, and bunches are coming. <laughs> they were. Holy shit. Those guys were so fast down there, man. Like some little guys, just as soon as you, like I'd be sparring with bigger guys in the gym uh, at top rank and, and they, they, they were they're just bigger guys. And so their, their, their footwork, their speed, even if I was sparring with featherweights, you know, a few weight classes up from me and lightweights, they were just, they were, they were, uh, the, their speed just wasn't, you know. Once you get in with like a, a Mexican flyweight, and they're bah, 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 and they're and then they're zipping around, and you got to try to catch them and have your feet get you to the target. And how do you, how do you, and then to learn how to cut off the ring a little bit so that you're not following them around like you have a dog leash on your neck and following around the ring and the ring. Like I used to get the blues uh, from from my trainer, and and until I finally learned how to how to cut these guys off, yeah. I'd, my best shots, a lot of times came when when guys were going continually, uh, either way actually. But I, I would I would once I got them close to the ropes, I would hold the rope, um, so they couldn't go that way. So they're <laughs> if they're going anyway, they're going this way. So they would go right into my right hand. Yeah, and. I, I would I would do that often and uh, yeah so there there were a lot of fights that I had that I did some pretty sensational moves I thought so we just had a big event that went on in Edmonton were you present for that for the, when Jelena defended her WBC title no it was uh, prior to Jelena's uh, the m- 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 memorandum the the whatever it's called when the the ban was lifted basically prior to that happening. Uh, and I knew they were going into talks about it. I had committed myself to going up for the fight for hope, uh, oh. uh, which was up in um, Grand Prairie. Yeah, uh, is up in Grand Prairie. So I'd committed to that, and uh, pr- and then a week later, uh, the memoriam, or <laughs> I can't remember what the word is, but the 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 the, the ban was lifted, and Angelina all of a sudden had the fight scheduled, and I'd I'd made a commitment, so uh, that that's what uh, that's what you have to do, and it was nice to be up there for for charity, and and again, thank you to uh, Scotty Cartwright for for inviting me up there. World class, world class events. Nice to raise, nice to to. To, to help kids with cancer and to to have been up there, Does so it, I, I missed the fight and it was it, it wasn't the best timing for sure because I I, I I do love Jelena and I, I uh, uh, you know it would have been nice to have seen uh, that little bit of history that she now has uh, as having fifty pro fights. I was lucky enough that I was ringside and they plopped the WBA title right in front of me and told me to watch it. <laughs> that's an honor yeah well, they, they know that they're not nobody's getting through you so nope. you're the safest guy in the building to get i would give you my stuff <laughs> <laughs> the, did you get a chance to even watch the fight yet uh no no i i actually i think i saw a, a couple clips i knew uh, that it went the distance and and uh and jelena the, the judges here have, had treated Jelena quite badly, I felt, in a few of these fights. I, I thought she won a couple of the other fights that, that ended up being losses here in her hometown earlier on. This may be going dating back five years or seven years. Shit, she's been fighting so long. It's, uh, you know, but five, six, seven years ago. And she had a, a series of a few losses uh, that she rebounded back from, but I thought she'd won a couple of those fights, wondering what the judges are looking at, and uh, so she deserved to have a have a, a a few extra wins under her belt. So it was nice to see a fight that went the distance, that for sure went her way, and that that's how boxing should be: go to the right the right winner. Scotty, I'll tell you right now, it was a one-sided pounding, and Jelena was swinging the hammer that night. Yeah, she she. You know she's uh, she has a lot of you know a, a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Uh, 
you know, I I could never really give her enough credit. I I don't I could I, we could have a whole show based on Jelena and I wish uh, I I do wish uh, that I could feel comfortable to offer her the odd tip here and there, you know about the you know I I guess if I had a tip for her I. I don't think anybody would ever hit her for with a right hand ever, and I think she sometimes makes herself a little accessible to getting hit with the right hand. Uh, I would never have her be hit with the right hand ever again. <laughs> I think, if, but no, she's uh, 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 fighters like myself, coming from what what you know my background and what I came up and how I grew up to. So I, I like I, I'm just trying to trying to make it, and and Jelena's in a little bit of a different a different maybe different background I guess. So to have that heart and and to want things so much to want to succeed and and continue and then to go through adversity and overcome adversity, th- like th- those are. That's what uh, movies are made out of. Like she has her own movie. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool stuff. Like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I went through a lot of adversity as well, uh, in different ways. And and she would lose a title or two, and sometimes she had two or three, and then she would win a couple, two or three back, and uh, just a lot of a lot of mental toughness in in Jelena. And uh, I I think she's a a, a very She's the one of the kind of people that I that I personally believe will get one day, and I, I hope to be there. Would be the um, what? What do you call that? The uh, it's um, the it's the biggest award for a civilian in Canada. It's okay. a it's a huge award anyway. I I just lost track of the words, but she'll I I think she'll get be be honored in Canada for a long time. Yeah. I think so too. What I also think is that you should feel one hundred percent comfortable giving her advice. You're a legend. If you walked, <laughs> if you walked into my gym, I would pick you up and put you over my shoulder and carry you to the ring and tell you to coach me now. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, 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 I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't been working due to my heart related stuff. So I'm, I've been off, and it's been nice. To, when I've been able to to go to a gym and offer some tips and and offer some tips to Ryan and you know he's he's like a sponge too and uh, he just loves to loves to learn and and that's how you progress as a fighter uh, and yeah but I I appreciate that compliment I I I do know my stuff so it's uh it, it, I, what I would like to do is you know I, well I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I would like to to have meetings with a lot of the coaches because I don't like um, getting involved like I'm not I don't want to really coach on a on a daily basis and I don't want to coach on a uh, you know just a couple fighters and just to be there all the time it's probably not for me but it'd be nice to talk to the coaches who could then talk to the fighters and just try to get on the same page I think if if I had that opportunity or or somehow was able to get that opportunity to talk to uh, the coaches and to have some seminars with them, I think that would be my biggest. I think we would be on a a better uh, better trajectory on on more Canadian more Alberta athletes and Canadian athletes getting to pinnacles in in their amateur careers, yep. and I think uh, professionally, I think there would be some really positive stuff that could be taught to the coaches. So I'm not undermining what the coaches are doing it right in front of their fighter. Yeah. You want to tell the fighter, okay, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be doing this. And then all of a sudden you say, well, why is my coach telling me anything like that? I want to talk to the coach. You then talk to the fighter thinking it's, it's coming right from the coach and that's the right way to do it. I would love to bring you out here one day. I would love it because we got I got we got a couple buzzsaw kids in our gym right now. One of them is my nephew, and the the other one's name is Jackson. They're thirteen and ten, and the, these two kids went at it last night in the gym, and it was one of the <laughs> most amazing things I ever watched in my life. I love I love it when when you, I love it when young guys like when I I started when I was actually fourteen, so 
like I, I'd I'd be right in there and like just bring it on and have have some real competitive sparring. You know, I think sparring is a little overrated. Once you kind of get the swing of things, I don't think you have to get hit in the head to know you can take a punch. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I maybe some of my sparring was a little bit, uh, a little too much at times as well. Uh, I think you need to have some. I don't think it has to be the entirety of of your training and workout regimen, but. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's still not. I I I do get excited about that stuff. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Did the picture just go away? Oh no, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So uh, last night um, I was at the gym, and there's a there's a young kid named Ryan. He's about six feet tall, but he's only 14 years old. So th- this young man, I'm 35 years old. I've been in combat sports for almost two decades at this point. So this young man wanted to spar with me last night, which is all good. That's cool. Yeah. Let's let's do some rounds. Yeah. So we went three rounds, and I, I'm like, are you done? He said, no, I want to make you quit. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we went two more rounds. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I said, are you tired yet? Are you done? No. Yeah. I, wa- I want to try to wear you down. Okay. Then I then I took it serious, right? So instead of staying outside and and, and pot shotting him when he'd open up or something like that, I went inside and I started going to the body. Yeah, yeah. So this this is round six. You know, he he's bleeding. He's in the corner. He's he's gasping for air at this point. I I looked at him. I said, "Young man, are you done yet?" No, I'm yeah. not done. Holy cow! This kid came out for two more rounds. And then in the eighth round, I, I went to the body a little bit harder, I, and then the bell rang. I didn't finish him or anything. Like that. I'm not that kind of person. And I just I said, Ryan, are you done? He goes, yes, sir, I'm done. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> you know, that, yeah, those are stories. That's a that's a great experience and for him, you know, going those rounds with you and uh, to, like, it's – it's enlightening when you see that there are still some some younger people out there that kind of got it in got it in that that uh, right in that they got a little bit of heart and they they're willing to put in uh, so, and go through a little bit of tiredness and go through uh, you know not always being in their comfort zone and yeah. it looks good in sparring you know not always in their comfort zone so going outside that getting a little tired and getting fatigued and and still wanting to continue that that that's champions are made with that mentality hey i'll tell you right now he got my respect last night he 100 percent has my respect for life now oh that's why well, I, I i wouldn't be going any rounds with you so i give him <laughs> a lot of props so like Props to him. Even the coach up at the gym, he went up to him last night and he said, listen, congratulations to you because I've only went one round with that guy. Wow. In Unreal. He got, he got out of the ring and people clapped, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's uh, – he's setting the stage for himself and, and he already has that mental toughness. And and so, yeah, it's, it seems to me – uh, that that he that that you know not not just being a good fighter, but greatness can come from from that attitude. One hundred percent. Now I have to go talk to his dad and tell him that he has to quit hockey and and become a boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You know, there's yeah. Just with 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 hockey. You know, every once in a while, you, like I'll see some some athletes and and geez i wish i could sign you Uh-oh. yeah like that box just box now yeah yeah that would be that would all right it'd be it'd be great so, if, yeah, so, <clears throat> so you're gonna have a, a one-on-one with uh a one-on-one with the dad and try to get him to switch over that's good <laughs> i'm gonna try but his dad is a former nhl hockey player so, uh, oh, so best of luck to me in that in that endeavors <laughs> yeah yeah, well, it, you know, it, yeah. So hopefully, you know, the some of these, some of. Uh oh. Like Scotty, Scotty went away. Well, I might have. They, to... they did. 
Oops. Or is he, is he Oh, are you there? Yeah, we're back. Is your phone dying, Scotty? Oh, I lost my audio. Yeah, I just, I lost you too for a second. Is your phone dying? Let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you either. Uh-oh, what happened? I don't happened? know what to do. <laughs> what happened? I can't see. I think I lost you here. We're, we're still on here on my end, but I don't know what happened. Well, well, maybe he'll come back. While we're waiting, I'll run an ad. Fuck it. Why not? Guys, Buds and Leaves. Go over to Buds and Leaves and get yourself a Buddha stick. Scotty, can you hear me yet? I'm, do, I'm just going to run ads. Go and get yourself some smile spray. I'm going to keep running ads, Scotty, until you come back. Get yourself some CBD capsules. No big deal. <clears throat> get yourself some monster headphones. Monsterstore.com. We got this figured out yet, Scotty? Nope. There, now. Can, can you hear me now? No? What the hell happened? <clears throat> box runner shoes are the best <laughs> boxing shoes in the business. Uh, go to www.boxrunnershoes.com. They're $99, guys. What? Scott, we've had some technical difficulties here with Scotty Olson. I don't know what happened. Hello? Hi, Scotty. Do we need to call technical support at this point? Oh, he's on the computer. Uh oh, Scotty, this is this is a this is a great situation. Text you. Text me, and I'll I'll wrap up the show. I think, and uh, I'll just listen. This is what's gonna happen. We can just wrap it up, and uh, I'm going to talk to my daughter. Uh, this is what we'll do. I just sent you a text message, Scotty. Basically, we can wrap it up, say what you want, and I'll and I'll and I'll sign it off. <clears throat> well, I, I don't know if you can hear. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so you can hear me, and I can't hear a darn thing, and I don't read lips very well. Uh, Tanner, it's just uh, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Thank you for the opportunity to be uh, on your show, and, you know, it's it's been a, just a, a true blessing to know you, and I look forward to, yeah, if something starts going down uh, uh, for you fight-wise, I will be there, so I'll make uh, make um, make that happen. Um uh, I'd like to thank a lot of the listeners just for their support in my in my boxing career. You know, uh, um, yeah, I actually looked on the top 100 fighters. I think uh, top 100 fighters or top 200 fighters in Canada, and it was on uh, uh, top 200 uh, uh, fighters in Canada ever of all time, and I I, I wasn't in the top 200, so. Um, and uh, I, I don't know why that was, but uh, <laughs> so if, uh, w now what do they call that? It, it's um, uh, it's a it's a certain site, and I think you have to put votes in or something. So if anybody want to vote for me to be a little bit, not even I don't even have to be in the top five on the list, but if I'm in the top two hundred, that <laughs> that would make me feel pretty good. Uh, uh, to all the fighters up and coming, uh, I. I uh, I hope that all all goes well with you and continue on and and train hard and do your job. All right, I, I hopefully you can read this, Scotty. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. You're a legend. I love that. Guys, thank you, Tanner. Thank you. I appreciate uh, absolutely all the best, man. And uh, yeah, 
um, I don't know what else. To, I'm at us. I I'm finally speechless. <laughs> well, not normally I am, but today. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up, guys. It was box runner shoes again. While Scotty was having technical difficulties, I was showing you the box runner <laughs> shoes. We'll get rid of those. We got the buds and leaves, the CBD capsules. Hit up budsandleaves.com. Get yourself a Buddha stick. Get yourself some smile spray. Guys, last but not least, the best headphones in the business, Monster Headphones. Go pick yourself up some iSports. They're waterproof. They're fantastic. You can run in them, and uh, they don't fall out of your head, and you won't blow them up. I don't think Scotty can hear me anymore, but uh, this is the Thursday episode of the Spice of Light, or not the Spice of Light podcast, the Final Shot podcast. Check me out next Tuesday after the Boogeyman wins. All right, guys. Peace.